0: Welcome to another episode of the Chill by Nat podcast. This podcast is created for those who are passionate about their personal development, health and well-being. This is a platform for you to come chill by my personal stories and weekly tips in becoming a better version of ourselves and to live a better present. But first, let's chill. My name is Jeanette, welcome back. So today's episode content is actually one that I prepared some time back during one of my most difficult moments of my life where I've learned to take responsibility to make decisions for my own well-being. So it had taught me the importance of self-care and more specifically to set the right boundaries for myself even when the situation may be hard to do so. So in today's episode, we will be looking at what is self-care why is it important, and also the fine line between engaging in self-care and being seen as selfish, because there seems to be some confusion around the concept of self-care and selfishness, and just how much self-care is considered selfish, and whether or not the two concepts actually contradict one another. So in fact, many people actually shy away from ever putting themselves first, because we are just always encouraged to be that selfless individual and to provide for our loved ones unconditionally. And when we shy away from putting ourselves first, consciously or unconsciously, it might be our subconscious way of telling ourselves that we don't want to be that bad person. And sometimes that's what we all fear the most, right? Being a bad person or being seen as a selfish person. And I used to think like that as well. You know, I'll find that it's really hard to find a balance between caring for others and caring for myself and then sometimes I find myself in states of tension and the feeling here is always you know how to care for ourselves enough yet at the same time not be seen as that bad employee or that bad friend or that bad partner right I mean I did talk about how we cannot control other people's perception of us in my previous episodes but As much as, you know, we can't control people's perception, you know, we still want to be responsible and be there for our loved ones as much as possible. And, you know, I'm not saying that we can't achieve all these with self-care, but the idea here is more of when we fulfill others' needs, it really shouldn't be at the expense of our very own needs. And to make sure that our own needs are not compromised as well in the process so that we can be in a better position to achieve all of that. So there has to be a good balance, I would say, and it's not easy definitely to find that balance. So the point of this episode will also help us to discover at which points and what situations we can learn to put ourselves first, and you know, what's the way to do it. So firstly, you know, we gotta be asking ourselves, what is self-care? So this is a question that I've asked a few people around me and I got pretty different perspectives. You know, some people tell me that self-care means going for a good massage, chilling out with yourself, or taking that break when we feel like it. And yet some others say that it's a luxury, we only do it when we have time. So self-care do mean different things to different people. It's a very broad concept which encompasses most of that, except for the fact that to me, you know, it isn't a luxury. I feel that it's freaking essential to everyone, and it is a necessity. And also something that we have to make conscious time and effort to do. So it can be in the form of setting aside time for a certain planned activity, or you know, just by asserting that boundary by saying no. Or it can even be you know how we choose to respond and think in a situation with the aim to improve our mental and physical well-being. So simply put, I think it's whatever you do and feel and think that makes you feel recharged. And now bring that back to context, you know, is self-care really a selfish act? Because when we assert our boundaries to get more of what we want, it can sometimes be seen as selfish, right? So contrary to what many people think, self-care is not selfish, because the self-care we are talking about here is not at the expense of others. You know, it's not like you're putting yourself first at the expense of others' well being. So, for instance, if you have a lot of work to do and you just conveniently throw it to another person, and you know, if you quote that as self care, I think that isn't the self care that we are talking about here. You know, it isn't quite the self care that I'm referring to because it's at the expense of someone else's interests and someone else's well being. And well, sometimes as a byproduct, it can inconvenience others but you know the point here is that the intent should be really examined here so the intention should not be to exploit another person or to take away from another person and you know that is really manipulation that is not self care which is not encouraged of course so for instance if you have a lot of work to do and if you find it really overwhelming you can ask for help You know, you can ask if someone has the extra capacity to take some load off you, or even you can ask for a shift in your deadlines and, you know, reprioritize some of your stuff so that you do not have to tackle all at once. So I would think that that is self-care. So it's also about the way we carry out these boundary settings and, you know, engaging in self-care. And the intention should never be to make someone's life more miserable and, yeah, so the intention really has to be examined. So the self-care we need, you know, differs from person to person. You know, some people might not need that much time to recharge because they have a higher energy capacity. They have more energy as compared to others. They might not need that much time to recharge after an outing. Their emotional well-being might just be at healthier levels. And for others, we might just get more drained out easily. So, I don't think that, you know, anyone has a fixed answer as to how much self-care is considered optimal. You know, I think we mostly can only speak for ourselves and it all depends on the individual. So it's about listening to our body, being aware of what our body tells us and coming to find that balance for ourselves. So I just want to also share that, you know, the biggest self-care that I've done till date was actually to walk away from my full-time job because I felt that my mental well-being and physical well-being was compromised. So earlier this year, I took on a new job. So it wasn't the job that resulted in my stress and anxiety. And, you know, the context was I was already suffering from some anxiety issues before I decided to take on this new job. So it was me accepting that new job offer despite knowing that I had some signs of anxiety and you know I just went ahead to take on that job even though I'm not ready for it. So the truth was I just didn't have that extra mental capacity to cope with the demands of a new job and you know getting used to a new place, a new environment. So basically, I was just not in the right state of mind to work since day one I started the job. But I carried on with it, you know, I brought feelings of anxiety to work every day and it was dreadful to the maximum. You know, I could tell you now that it was so torturous. I was constantly engaged in thoughts like, you know, is it possible to quit? You know, I'm just like one week into the job. I'm just two weeks into the job. And if I were to quit, I would have to give all these up and, you know, I will be letting my family down. I'll be disappointing my superior, my colleagues. And it just really doesn't help that, you know, everybody was just really nice and they were all really nice people to me. And, you know, reference checks were all done, which makes it extra difficult. So, you know, all that feelings and all the thoughts just, you know, keep coming up. And I think that it just came to a point where I'm just engaging in a lot of negative self-talk every day, you know, forming all kinds of worst-case scenarios in my head. And no matter how I told myself not to give up and, you know, everything will eventually be okay, you know. But nothing seems to change, you know, after a few weeks. And I just think that my situation, in fact, got worse as the day goes. And not long after, which was one month into my new job, I finally decided that I couldn't do this any longer. I just seemed to have signs of slight depression and my situation just got more serious than I expected because I was just constantly putting others' expectations of me first. I was kind of just feeling numb inside. I was not myself. I felt really disconnected. And you know, it was just a struggle every day to meet those expectations that people have of me. And they were not unrealistic expectations, but they were just too much for me to cope at that point in time. So I wasn't choosing self-care, and instead I was just being kind of self-destructive in a way. And you know, I was just really afraid to also show my vulnerabilities. And I was just constantly holding up an acceptable image, so I didn't even ask for help not even once, even though I was like dying inside, right? I'm just not very good at to assert my boundaries and to show my vulnerabilities. I'm just not that kind of person that is very comfortable with doing that. Even though that has kind of changed over the past few months, I'm learning. But, you know, the past me just found it really, really hard to, you know, just show my vulnerabilities, especially to people that I'm not really close with. So after one month, I really felt that I needed to leave my job, and you know, even if it's just one month, I felt I really needed to leave because staying in my job with this state of mind wasn't going to benefit either parties, right? So it was a difficult conversation to have with my boss, my family, but I'm so glad that I did it, you know, it was hard, no doubt. To quit my job, only one month into it, it was the hardest shit ever. It was as hard as I thought it could be. You know, I have to deal with perceptions, my own hesitations. And most of it all, you know, I felt apologetic, very apologetic, towards the company that had spent a lot of resources hiring me in. And, you know, as a HR practitioner, I know how it feels to really have a candidate leave after one month into the job. It really doesn't feel good for anyone in the team, right? And even for the company. But, you know, the sense of relief that I got afterwards was just indescribable. And I only have one thought after that, and that was, you know, I should have done this earlier. Or rather, it had taught me to not take up new commitments when my body tells me that I'm not ready for it. So if I were to put myself first, in a way where I constantly check in with myself, I would know that I'm not ready for a new job, and probably I would just not take on a new job when I feel that I'm not ready for it. And this wouldn't have happened, and I would have avoided this entire uh, drama and whole inconvenience altogether. So it was really a lesson for me. It was a very big lesson learned, I would say. And to date, I'm glad that I chose self-care over my job. You know, even I put myself through that one month. Eventually, I'm glad that I got out of it. And yeah, I've learned that, you know, self-care is also sometimes making unconventional choices that may affect others' perception of you and probably also your financial income in the short run. But sometimes we really just have to put our well-being first above everything else. So I came across this quote somewhere, it says that, you know, self-care is doing the things that will make your next two hours difficult, but your next 10 years easier. So don't be afraid of not being okay for asking for the time off and giving yourself the permission to pause, even if it may be very hard to do so, but just know that you need it and sometimes you just need to recuperate before you can, you know, be well again, before you can set off from where you have left off. So there are some ways to engage in self-care and this episode i've reviewed one of the most important one which is knowing how to set your boundaries and you know one common way of setting boundaries is saying no and you know sometimes it can be very hard to say no right so i have just a few tips to share which i've personally used and felt that it was helpful so tip number one so instead of just saying no we can try to say no to now but years too later. So for instance, you can say that I'm exhausted and perhaps I don't have the energy to go out today, but maybe we can try again next week. So, you know, it's assertive, but you're also being positive and kind here. You're letting the person know that, you know, there's no way that you can do it now at this moment, but you're suggesting an alternative and the other person might feel appreciative of that, right? And tip number two, we can say no unless something changes so this point here is about you know maybe it can sound like you know i'm thankful and i'm grateful that you asked me out for this event but i already have plans made before this so if there's any changes in my circumstances i'll let you know again so when you're doing this you know you're still again being very polite and you let them know that you know you're happy that they've asked you out but of course you only say this if you really feel that way, when you feel happy and grateful, but then you are also honest at the same time about how little time you have to commit to their request. Okay? And then another tip for saying no is you know, sometimes, you know, it's just a straight no, right? We do not have to have too many fancy things around a no. Saying no is really not that bad after a while, you know? So For instance you can just say that you know i hate to disappoint you but i'm just not able to do this now you know i'm afraid that i will overextend myself or i'm just not in the mood for it and you kind of just express regret along the way as well for rejecting someone and you just let them know that it's a solid no so at the end of the day i think you know honesty is the best policy we just have to be really honest and firm every time when we are doing this And you know, start communicating and set healthy boundaries in a genuine manner, you know, be it in our relationships, in our workplace, even if it means towards someone of a higher authority, your supervisor, you know, whatever, you know, learn to put your needs first when you need to. And I find that, you know, as I practice this, I do get less fearful of it. And the more I practice, the better I get. So other ways of setting boundaries can sometimes be in the form of turning off your social media message notifications, because that's what I do. I do not own my social media message notifications. So it allows me that space. I can protect my time and space in that way because I get less distracted. Or it can also be in the form of expressing an unpopular opinion. You know, just because people don't feel that way, it doesn't mean that you cannot speak up for your own views. So it's really about creating that space for yourself. Make yourself feel sin and make yourself feel hurt. And each of us have very different limits, right? So it's about loving and respecting ourselves enough to, you know, find out what is that limit and act accordingly to protect our energy and our well-being. And, you know, you cannot expect powerful relationships without setting healthy boundaries because people-pleasing, on the other hand, leaves you feeling drained, feeling disconnected from the self, and it brings you away from the intimacy that we want. So whoever you are listening to this right now, you know, know that you're worthy of feeling good, regardless of the situation you're in, and we really do not need to sacrifice our own well-being to earn that worthiness or the respect from others, okay? Start making self-care part of your everyday life, and with most things in life, chances are you will only get better at it when you make time practice it so if your goal in this life is to be selfless and to help and serve your loved ones around you then start with yourself because when you're taken care of everybody else can then be taken care by you and remember this self-care isn't selfish the more you put yourself first the more you're about to genuinely and completely serve others and self-care means giving the world the best of you instead of what's left in you. Thanks for chilling in. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also connect with me on Instagram at chillbynet or my website chillbynet.com to join the conversation and access our show notes. Have a great day and we'll chill again very soon.